Welcome to another episode of Millennium Live. I'm very excited to be here today. Today we're going to be learning about companion data services, which provides leading IT solutions and managed services. To talk about CDS, please welcome Suzanne Fuller. She's Vice President and Chief Solutions Officer at Companion Data Services. Suzanne, welcome to the Millennium Live podcast. Thank you. Very glad to be here. It's great to have you. So to kick things off, I want to just know just a little bit about Companion Data Services for our members that may have not have heard of you yet, and a little bit about yourself and your role there. Certainly happy to do so. So Companion Data Services, also known as CDS, is, as you said, a managed services IT company. I think what makes us very unique in terms of particularly the Millennium Alliance audience or the payer focus is that we are healthcare IT centric and focused. Uh, in fact, we were founded uh, in 2006 around a large CMS contract uh, supporting Medicare secure data center hosting. And we are wholly owned by a large and well-regarded uh, health plan. So we deeply understand healthcare. In fact, we say healthcare is in our DNA. So we uh, service a variety of markets. Those markets are both federal health IT. We mentioned one of those large customers in health and human services. Also do some work with uh, Defense Health Agency, the Veterans Administration, et cetera. Wherever there is a health IT solution, that's a good fit for us. Though we also are capable of supporting other health solutions as well. We also have a significant footprint in commercial health IT, supporting and servicing health plans. Those are our traditional health payers, as well as hospital systems, provider organizations. Those could be integrated delivery networks, ACOs, payviders, as they sometimes refer to themselves. And regarding myself, uh, I have been in healthcare IT for 30 plus years. I came to this somewhat organically starting out with my clinical counseling background, working in rehabilitation, early population health, and then have made this journey all along around where does IT support and enable those clinical applications and solutions, integrations, networks, solving those sticky problems. It's the kind of thing that I thrive on. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that intro, Suzanne. So let's dive into the markets that uh, you service, you know, specifically around your solutions and products. What, what markets do you serve and what sets CDS apart from others in that space? Well, those are good questions. So I touched on some of the aspects of our markets. We talked about federal health IT. We talked about commercial health, which is largely the payers and the providers. We also, through our Docfinity ECM BPM, that's electronic content management, uh, business process management solution. Uh, that is a branded COT SaaS solution that we provide for workflow uh, enablement. And in addition to those markets I just listed, 
We also have a significant footprint in higher education, as well as county, state, and local government entities. Uh, those solutions can apply almost anywhere. When we talk about our solutions to the market, we largely refer to them as pillars because we really do see them as capabilities that are deep and wide, uh, but can also be very much fitted to whatever our client needs. In fact, one of the taglines that we use, and it came to us kind of organically, is we meet you where you are. We kept hearing our customers say this to us over and over again, uh, rather than coming in and saying, this is what you need, this is our solution or our software service, we listen very carefully. We bring our years of healthcare IT experience and healthcare experience. In fact, many people on our team have worked in operational jobs or clinical jobs or designing solutions to support these very clients that we service. So we can sit down and ideate with our potential customers around what it is they're envisioning we're never afraid of those sticky problems. One of those things we say is we like to work in the gray areas. So uh, we tend to find clients who have maybe looked for the off the shelf solutions and have said, I need something that really fits my business needs. That's where CDS really is a strong partner. And hmm. so you ask specifically what differentiates us. I think it is that customer intimacy model. And it is also the fact that we bring the subject matter expertise. There are a number of IT managed services firms and they're great companies, but if you really want to have an expert who deeply understands your business of healthcare, that's where CDS is a significant partner. So we're approaching the healthcare Paris uh, transformation assembly, as well as the healthcare providers. Uh, coming up very soon. And so we're going to be talking a lot about the trends that that everyone's right. seeing in health healthcare space. So, you know, what, what trends are you seeing there, Suzanne? And, and how are your solutions poised to ensure that your customers are operating at the highest level of performance going in to next year? Well, I think that's great. Now, I've, I've had an opportunity to take a peek at the agenda for our upcoming assembly. Very excited about it. So let me approach it a bit from how CDS can support you know, some of these common denominator topics. One of them continues to be security. You know, we can explore that a little bit later on. There's a lot to say about that. But in my mind, it's like a solid foundation for a house. If you're, if you're providing solutions to your markets and you're a payer or provider, you want to make sure that very valuable HIPAA data is secured and protected, particularly now with everything that everyone's seeing in the news. You know, we've got all kinds of conversations about zero threat and internal intrusions and breaches with phishing and social engineering schemes, et cetera. CDS is expert uh, in terms of security. We operate some of the most secure data centers for most of the security conscious clients in the country, in the world, frankly. Wow. And so everything we design has that underpinning and that wrapper of, of security. I think another topic that we're really hearing quite a bit about, and I see it is an agenda topic coming up, is really around social determinants of health, health equity. These are some very important trends 
uh, facing us as a country, but one that health payers have taken on is a very important part of their strategy. Uh, so when we sit down to the table with clients and prospective clients, what we often hear is, what can you bring to me that would help me with this? Uh, and that ties into the next topic of analytics. Everyone wants to make their data hmm. actionable. Everyone <laughs> has data. And, and most of the time, we find that they're in disparate systems. They may be in various claims platforms. So that sticky problem of how do I aggregate my data into one central repository or at least bring it together in a way that I can make sense of that data, I can query that data, I can make it actionable. And this is very important uh, for the core business of a health plan or a provider in understanding their membership, constituencies, seeing trends, as well as required reporting at the state level and up through CMS. And of course, there are parallels uh, that with social determinants of health. So uh, we, we talked a little bit about security in this analytics. One of the things that we bring to the table, in addition to our expertise, is we can work with a health plan or a provider system and help them to build that data analytics universe. Or if they're interested in actually uh, replacing the underpinning of what drives their claims processing or their uh, their membership database or their provider database, we can bring our CDS healthcare payer suite, which is our branded core administrative processing platform. These are lots of words. <laughs> They're called the CAPS sometimes. Uh, we've been in the Gartner Guide for four consecutive years, so we're very well regarded in the industry. And this Excellent. is basically the backbone that handles everything from claims processing to membership enrollment to uh, provider directory, all the portals that voice, all the mobile, et cetera. And the next piece is we have an integration hub that allows the ingestion of all the data from these various disparate sources. So frankly, if a health plan is finding one of their problems is they have multiple claims platforms derived through various years of various lines of business, we can bring all of that data into our one health platform and process it in real time with a high degree of throughput and accuracy. So there's a lot to say about that, but I'll pause there. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Thank you. First of all, thank you very much, Suzanne, for that rundown and and just very excited to uh, to learn even more at the assembly. I, I will be there. So, you know, in the health in the health, uh, you know, the payer provider space, you know, we're we hear this continuing focus on digital enablement and this idea of the digital payer ecosystem. So, I want I was curious about CDS and how your portfolio of solutions enables the payer provider system? That is a great question. And, <laughs> and this may sound tricky, but I'm going to turn this back around because this is an important, important point. I always like to sit down and start the dialogue with when you were saying digital enablement or digital journey, what is it that you're hoping to get out of that? And the reason I do that is there's so much noise in the, in the space. Everywhere you go, every blog, every e-zine, every commentator, that it reminds me of the early days of cloud 
And we had a similar kind of thing. You know, you really had to start the conversation with, what do you mean by cloud? What do you mean by yeah. digital enablement? Because everyone has a different idea as to what that means to them. It seems right. to be very health plan or provider system centric. And in some ways, as it should be, right? Because everybody's <laughs> operating with whatever their ecosystem is. They've inherited some technologies. Some of those technologies don't suit them. They have different goals and objectives for their members, for their constituents. Um, and so, you know, we start with that dialogue. So I think the underpinning we were talking about earlier of security, having flexibility in integrations, uh, bringing together data from various disparate systems, using those managed services disciplines that we have to move data from point to point. All of those things are very relevant here because generally, I'll bring it up to what, what I understand to be the most general trend that we see. The true um, goal of that digital journey is to make uh, data meaningfully actionable in real time at the point of service. So that might have a different meaning for a provider uh, delivering care in an emergent setting than it would for a provider in an ambulatory setting than it would for uh, a member, uh, you know, and there's some demographic breaks on that, trying to access their HSA card at the point of service at the pharmacy or at the provider mm -hmm. office and, and wanting to see, well, do I have any funds left in my HSA account? Oh, wait, this claim just settled. Uh, from my doctor's visit, now I can see that. So uh, underneath it all, uh, one of the things that we've done is we've architected our platforms and systems so that the data, let's go back to CDS Healthcare Payer Suite, always reads in real time. So it's never out of sync. So you never have any contention with the data. So therefore it voices in whatever manner a payer or provider would want in whatever channel they need to exercise their digital strategy in. Now there's a lot of complexity there because as, as you indicated, you know, you, you pretty much have to start this and view it as a journey. Maybe it's not a, a Tolkien Lord of the Rings journey. It's not going to take us <laughs> multiple volumes to get through in, in many movies, but, uh, but, but every uh, individual health plan and provider seems to have a different uh, roadmap for how they want to move forward. And we can help them develop that roadmap. That's one of the things we're very, very good at. Yeah. And I, I want to talk about that. So thanks for, thanks for touching on that, uh, Suzanne. You, you mentioned this, you know, importance of continuous availability when it comes to data and data related to the payer systems. So can you share with us your thoughts on the real world value of having like a single data repository that's that's sync that act that actually synchronizes data in real time the importance of the real time in every channel right well without being redundant it is really the uh it's the goal right it's the objective right. because if you have systems that communicate with one another in real time and you can trust the data integrity then the rest of it is somewhat easy 
I say somewhat easy, but you know, you can handle it with open APIs and integrations, et cetera. And you can deploy the data to various off the shelf software as a service. But, you know, it's like the old adage, uh, junk in, junk out. Uh, you yeah. get bad data in, you're going to mm. get bad data results. So you really have to trust the integrity of it. An example I would give is, you know, back to CDS Healthcare Payer Suite. And of course, there are other solutions we deploy as well. But just something as fundamental as that, uh, we designed it with the end in mind by making sure that we solve the root problem that most payer systems face. And that is that those key systems are out of sync. So we designed it so that the membership eligibility system and the benefits determination system and the contract system and the provider system are always reading one another in real time. Uh, that allows for a very high percentage of auto adjudication for claims, but back to the digital transformation, it also uh, is so valuable in terms of the voicing in all those different channels and portals. The member logging into their portal gets the same information that the provider, according to their access, gets logging into their portal. And, and on and on and on. So design with the end in mind. That's that's really the ultimate goal. Now, if you're a payer or a provider system sitting out there and you've inherited a lot of equipment that wasn't yours and it was not what you wanted to <laughs> architect, you've got to somewhat deconstruct it and do a little bit of the forensics and decide what persists and what doesn't. And I will just add to that too, one of the ways in which we've really been able to enable and support these payers and providers, uh, it's, it's very similar to some of the work that we've done for CMS on their behalf at their direction. And that is to help them modernize their technology stack. You know, there may be a lot of legacy equipment out there, a lot of mainframe equipment. We don't have to throw it away. Uh, you don't have to necessarily replatform all those applications to get to where you want to go. We can run uh, applications on your mainframe. Uh, we can help you migrate to your new environment, uh, whether it's X12 or not. All of this is just just table stakes for us. It's not magic, but we deeply understand it. We've spent our life uh, with all types of infrastructure, uh, but started out with mainframes. So we deeply understand that. And uh, I think that's a, a message of hope for those maybe <laughs> struggling with a technology stack that they've inherited and did not get a chance to design from the out of the gate. Well, if it sounds like magic, then, uh, then uh, that's a good thing. Right? It is. A good thing. <laughs> so, you know, I wanted I want to finish uh, wrap up our security um, point there. Just uh, one question about that that I have for you, Suzanne. Just, sort of just understanding the focus that's on security and and but mm -hmm. I mean, security in healthcare is so so important. So, yes, just. So just the focus on secure hosting and managed services, what do you, what are you particularly seeing and how is CDS supporting these strong continuous demands probably from clients for security? 
Yeah, it, it's a, a constant challenge. I will say that I am fortunate to work with one of the most talented chief information security officers in the industry. Um, our CISO is unparalleled in that regard. And everyone who meets him thinks the same thing, but his team is that way as well. So I would say, first off, uh, they were experts before people were calling it being a CISO. Uh, and they have continuously uh, gone on that personal and professional journey of making sure they're ahead of the curve in terms of what the new trends are, what the new certifications are, et cetera. We run a FISMA high shop, so we operate at the highest level of standards and HIPAA and high tech and everything else that healthcare would expect. But uh, one of the things we'll be delivering to the participants in the payer assembly in December is a white paper on uh, security and paranoia. So there is mm. a little bit of healthy paranoia that goes with this, you know, constantly <laughs> asking the questions of what if, what could, what might. Obviously, there are all the things that happen with advanced penetration testing and, and all the things that are being done in terms of training. We invest quite a bit of time and money and effort in training our staff over and over again. Some of this is a requirement of federal contracts, but some of it is just our best practices of making sure that everyone everyone makes security their business. And that's what I would say to a health plan. You know, some of the data that we're seeing now and in, in what you're hearing, zero trust, um, you know, some of those uh, most egregious ransomware or other type of hostile attacks that happen are just little slips of the finger. Somebody clicks too quickly within your enterprise on something that looks like a real email and the spoofers are getting more and more sophisticated. You really have to stop look and listen and go, what's not quite about right about this email? Because all it takes is yeah. one click and then your entire mm -hmm. enterprise is exposed. And those of us who work in healthcare need to be aware that we are the target. We are the target um, for any kind of a hostile attack. That is very valuable information. Healthcare and financial are the two top targets, maybe outside of military. So yeah. um, it is our business. It is core to everything we do. And, and there's probably hours that we could say about that, but I would bring my CISO along for that conversation. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, Millennium also has their, as our transformational CISO event. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a very popular uh, uh, Millennium Live series as well on security. So uh, there's probably more ways even to partner in the, in the cybersecurity yeah. space. We will but, keep that um, Excellent. So, you know, Millennium Live listeners, you know, they're they're focused on various initiatives, you know, related to topics that you brought up earlier, Suzanne. So, such as social determinants and healthy equity, things that are we're going to be talking about at the assembly. Is there something that CDS can offer, or to say, you know, to health plans related to these IT initiatives that support these efforts? We have a solution. Well, I think so. Uh, one of the things we'll be excited to talk to participants um, and delegates at the December event is a risk adjustment solution for a concurrent and perspective that we're working with a partner on. That partner will be with us. We will be uh, at one of the sessions talking about that. That's just one of the solutions. So we can and do design uh, software as a service solutions and secure that. And this, we're a secure uh, hosting partner 
uh, for this particular application development strategic partner of ours. But, um, you know, I think it goes back to some of the fundamentals of what we were talking about earlier. Many health plans know what it is that they need to create for outputs, for measurement of outcomes, for the type of reporting that they need for whatever their requirement is, state-specific or federal-specific. And, and for federal, that definitely applies to Medicare Advantage, Managed Medicaid, ACA plans, et cetera. So there's hardly any payer that doesn't have to worry about this as a daily thing. This is our business nowadays. So once again, some some of the things that we've discussed, uh, the real time, always on data, making sure that you have a platform, uh, whether it's your core claims processing platform, uh, your supplemental vended platforms that allow you to aggregate data in a meaningful way in a secure repository that you can query and get the data you need in real time as you need it, on demand data. So. Um, there are out-of-the-box solutions, truly there are. I think where we really uh, apply our skill set is working with health plans and what it is they know they need to create, but they don't know quite how to get there. So we can help them through our consultative uh, upfront process. I mean, it's just part of what we do to engage with a client for a solution to sit down and, and really, as I said early on, ideate about what it is they want as their end state and then help them to see incremental steps to get there. It doesn't have to all be a big bang. And frankly, for many health plans still, uh, maybe dealing with some economic impacts of you know, what we're going through now globally in terms of a hyperinflationary period, but also still coming out of COVID and still providing those services and still recovering in some markets from those um, impacts. Uh, you know, fiscal conservancy is important too. So not everyone can just rip out the underpinnings of their IT world and go out and buy all new things. So hmm. we, we like to try to help you at whatever stage that you're at. And so there are many ways in which we can engage and support this audience. Yeah, I, lo I love to hear it. And, and I can't let you go without asking one final question because we like to we like to end millennium live with <laughs> with a question about the future and where you see you know the future going what the focus is for future growth and uh Suzanne, if you're able to offer any insights into um where cds is going and where they see the industry going especially coming out of the the last couple years of covid all right, great. Well, I think I'll start with the end of your question there, and then I'll, I'll go in reverse order. I think we're going <laughs> to see more cloud transformation. I mean, it's been a long journey. We've been talking about cloud. The industry's been talking about cloud for a dozen years now. And uh, from federal agencies to health plans and hospital systems, we're now seeing movement towards cloud. Some of it's being driven by these security concerns that we talked about. Some of it has been uh, driven by uh, the always on data and the uh, you know concerns about potential latency. We can work around that, by the way, anyway, perception with mainframe. But uh, so a lot of people want that elasticity or flexibility, whether it's a private cloud, a public cloud, or a hybrid cloud, we can meet them there. And I do think that pent up industry demand is coming forward. So we'll see more of that in the next two, three, four, five years. Um, I also think this whole topic 
of core administrative processing platforms is coming back up again. We know a number of health plans, and we've gotten this from industry experts such as uh, Millennium Alliance and others. They paused during the two to three year period of the pandemic because they were not going to do anything that could potentially perceived or otherwise disrupt uh, their delivery of care to their very valuable members and constituents. So that's starting to move forward again. And, and as we were talking earlier, that ability to realize those goals of digital enablement, real on-time data, always available to get to that end state, uh, many health plans are now looking strategically to say, we've got to do something with that. I think we're going to continue to see the focus on security. I do not feel that we'll be walking back anything that's going on with social determinants of health and health equity. My take on this is that we're going to see more leaning in and blending of those things, such as traditional population health. As a behavioral health specialist, I'll say we're going to see more focus on behavioral health in terms of wellness for behavioral health. No secret, we're all seeing it in the news. Unfortunately, we're dealing with a, a lot of behavioral health impacts for what's going on societally now, as well as still coming out of COVID. You know, so I think there's going to be quite a bit of demand for that going forward as well. So there's much work for us to do for those of us who are payers, providers, and provide services and solutions for those markets. We're going to continue to focus on those things that are core for us, uh, enabling and supporting those of you who will be with us at the assembly as delegates, uh, as well as I, I have a dream. I do have a dream. I hope for that day when we can move the needle and quit talking about how can we get at the data in order to make meaningful, actionable decisions and recommendations. So. I think we'll continue to see acceleration of AI, which we didn't talk much about today. That's something we do like to talk about. We're going to see more artificial intelligence, and I do believe we will get to an integrated population health approach that can be ingested and consumed by members. Five years, maybe, might be 10 years. But everything that we've talked about today is critical for setting a stage for that success. I agree with that and to the future. So yes. <laughs> Suzanne, Suzanne, thank you so much for joining the Millennium Live podcast. I can't wait for our listeners to hear this episode and to meet you at the Transformational Payers Providers Assembly. It's great to talk about how you can secure and innovate IT solutions. And I like that you said that meet you where you are. So there I appreciate you your time. I appreciate your time today, Suzanne. Looking forward to meeting you in person in Austin. Thanks so much for the time. <laughs>